Four wheels, sevens across three $15,000 jackpots. Do you have any idea what the odds are? Shoot, it's got to be in the millions, maybe more. Three fucking jackpots in 20 minutes? Why didn't you pull the machines? Why didn't you call me? Well, it happened so quick. Three guys won. I didn't have a chance to call oh, you. you see the scam? You didn't see what was going on? Well, there's no way to determine that, Yes, Sam. there is. An infallible way. They won. Well, it's a casino. People got to win sometimes. Hey, Ward, you're pissing me off. Now you're insulting my intelligence. What do you think? I'm a fucking idiot? You know goddamn well somebody had to get into those machines and set those fucking reels. The probability on one four-wheel machine is a million and a half to one. On three machines in a row, it's in the billions. It cannot happen. Would not happen. You fucking Momo, what's the matter with you? Didn't you see you being set up on the second win? I really you, think you Wait, you're... you didn't see that you were being set up on the second win? I really think you're overreacting. Listen, you fucking yokel, I had it with you. I've been carrying your ass in this place ever since I got it. Get your ass and get your things and get out of here. You're firing me? I'm firing you. No, I'm not firing. I'm firing you. You might regret this, Mr. Rothstein. I'll regret it even more if I keep you on. This is not the way to treat people. Listen, if you didn't know you'd be in scam, you're too fucking dumb to keep this job. If you didn't know you were in on it, either way, you're out. Get out. Go on. Let's go. <laughs> either way, you're fucking out of here. So that's what happens when my MIDI controller gets fucked up, and it's only assigned to one noise, every button on here. <laughs> so let me pause and fucking fix that real quick. Fuck out of here, episode 84, shit, we still getting technical give toys out here. Alright, let's make sure this worked. Fuck, 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 fuck out of here. episode 84 of the K-Podcast, man, sometimes you just gotta call an audible mid-recording and fucking fix your uh, sound effect noises. You know what I'm saying? You know I'm perfect out, eh? Just so you know, shit still happens, episode 84. Shit ain't over. Always figuring shit out, man. But yes, sir, man. And yes, ma'am, yeah? <laughs> episode 84 of the K-Pod Gas... Whoa. The K-Pod Gas, man? Am I just gonna be farting all episode, man? I need a fucking, damn, I might need to add a fart noise. (laughs) Adding a fart noise on the MIDI board would be fucking hilarious, but I also feel like it would get played out pretty quick. If I'm just mashing the fart button. (laughs) (laughs) What what, what the fuck is this piece of shit? But yeah, man, you fucking guessed it. No new emails. K-Podcast, true to form. <laughs> All my fucking pod squads out there. I know y'all sitting silent waiting for the right time to send something in, man. Let me tell you something, man. It's never the right time. Now is always the right time, man. You know what I mean? So hit the email, therealkpodcast at gmail.com. Follow the motherfucking socials, The Real K Podcast. 
But yeah, man, we will go ahead and get right into it. It's been a minute since we did a solo episode, so I feel like we got a good bit of shit to talk about today. Um, I th- yeah, I think the last one was around Halloween, so it's over a month. We had Payne on here, shouts to Payne, got some other special guests lined up, but you know I like to sneak these in, eh? But, so what happened since Halloween? Uh, I mean, not too much music-wise, well, as far as like my music, um, no shows or anything, made a couple beats, I haven't really written a song in a while, I've been busy producing, working on the pod, also trying to update the studio here, um, I've had some of this equipment for a couple years now, and obviously it's still functioning, I'm using it right now, but, you know, every now and then things call for a little upgrade, just because sound quality, overall comfort, just studio setup sometimes needs to improve, you know what I'm saying? There's always room for improvement, man. If you think there's not, you're fucking wrong, man. Fuck out But yeah, so um, not too much has happened that's worth mentioning. You know, happy holidays. We're in the midst of the holiday season. We got Halloween, Thanksgiving if you celebrate it, and then Christmas is right around the corner if you celebrate it. Also, obviously, Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. Uh, we're kind of in that midpoint right now. And then also New Year's, you know. But, so I went to see my family for Thanksgiving. It was good overall. The break was good. You know, I was off work for like a week. Went up. Actually, also, shout out to my cousin Liana and my new cousin Zach. You know what I'm saying? They just announced their engagement over the Thanksgiving break. So shout out to both of them. Much love. We were celebrating with them pretty much all weekend. Uh, played some golf, which was cool. Went to check out downtown St. Augustine. Might have got a little too drunk slash ate too much food on Thanksgiving and fucking puked because <laughs> I'm a lightweight these days. But I'm still here breathing, talking about it, so it's all good. So, yeah, I mean, everything was was good overall. And then, sure enough, the night that I got back to Orlando which I believe was that Sunday night, I could feel myself getting a little sick. Like my throat was kind of sore. I just wasn't feeling that great. But luckily I had taken off work the next day anyway. So I didn't have to go to work. But thank God for that, dude. Because I woke up that Monday, the very next day, and I felt like absolute shit. I'm assuming it's just from... You know, being downtown St. Augustine, there's people from all over the state, if not the country there, kind of celebrating the holiday, looking at the lights. We also had people come in from out of state, you know, flying in, airport travel, always kind of attracts germs and stuff. Whatever the the cause was, I'm not sure, but your boy was fucking down bad. I was pretty much down sick almost all week. I ended up going back to work on Friday. But it was so bad Monday, like, I could barely walk, dude. I got up, or I, like, attempted to get up to take my morning piss, and my fucking knees were just shaking. I could feel the fever without even touching my hand to my skin. I was just boiling hot, fucking weak as fuck. Just, like, yeah, just very, very sick. And I'm the type of person where I don't get sick very often, so I feel like when I do, it kind of hits me twice as hard as maybe normal. 
Um, I can't remember being sick like that for a couple years now. But yeah, I had a bad fever for a couple days. Congestion was so bad, I could barely breathe out of my nose. You know, I was hacking up all sorts of nasty shit. Um, yeah, man, it was it was wild. You know, I'm good now. Knock on wood. Took me about a week to get better. Like I said, just drinking hella tea and shit. Just literally like slept the entire week away. I took about five naps every fucking day. But. Yeah, man, we're back to normal, back to the grind, back to fucking work, unfortunately, but also back to doing the things we love, man. Podding, making music, fucking just leaving the couch. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, man, so we're back up in here again. I didn't have too much new stuff as far as kind of what's going on in my life. I hope everyone's doing well out there, you know? We had actually gone up to Lou Gardens recently, too. If you live in the Orlando or Central Florida area, Lou Gardens has an event going on right now, Dazzling Nights. As you can guess, it's a grandiose display of Christmas lights. So we went to check that out. It was pretty dope, you know. Um, they also got the lights up in St. Augustine. Pretty much the whole downtown area is decorated with Christmas lights. So, you know what I mean? Tis the season out here, man. So with that being said, man, we'll go ahead and get into the first segment as we do new motherfucking music out here. So I found, um, I found a couple new artists that I'm going to play today. A couple new ones, a couple old ones. I've been finding some good Latin artists, which I'm a fan of. I found this Dominican singer, Tokisha, and apparently I had heard her before. She's featured on other like reggaeton artists that you and I have heard, but I guess maybe I just never remembered her or paid attention to her. But she's actually fucking fire, and she's Dominican, so you know that makes me love her even more. But I found this song of hers that was put out since the last episode. It's called Kilos de Amor. It's Tokisha featuring, or not even featuring, it's one of these double joints, Tokisha and Nathaniel Cano. You know what I'm saying? This is Kilo de Amor, man. Tu Que 
Traigo en el pecho, aparte de mi corazón, una pechera que me cuida del dolor. ¿Y cuánto tiempo pasa ni pa' dónde voy? Son respuestas que he encontrado ya lo mejor. Te falta más por vivir, yo no sé. Lo que sé es que me perdiste y no sé si te queda ver. Nadie me quita las ganas y ahora me miran con tres. Vale verga que la gente piense que yo te dañé. Si me tenías a tus pies. Ahora me la navego tranquilo con mujeres siempre al cielo. Dime lo toqui. Shai, Nathaniel Cano. I've been rocking with that shit, man. If you don't like it, fuck out of it. Fuck out But what else have we got? I know we had some other Spanish music. I can't find the song right now. But Kirikuru, who I've played on here before, and Rochi. I believe they just put out a new joint, which I'm assuming means Rochi's out of jail. I don't fucking know. Can't keep tabs on this shit. But, um, yeah. Go go find that if you can. <laughs> I know the name of the song, man. Doing a horrible job here, but fuck it. We out it. Um, We also got my motherfucking man, Absolo. I personally have been anticipating this new Soul album for a minute. So as you should know, I'm fucking excited. The new album is called Herbert, December 16th. I know the TDE camp has been busy. Um, As we talked about, Zaire Rashad dropping a couple months back. I know SZA also just dropped. So you know what I'm saying? She, But first, I'm going to play motherfucking solo, man. Because if you know, if you listen to the show, you know I've been anticipating. Man. Just need some solo in our lives, man. Come on, man. Call me three five. Hey, man. All my naysayers are eating crow. Cause we reaping every single thing that we can sow. Needle and thread in my head. I'm a string theorist. Everything is connected and we the seamstresses. Rag wrapped up, trying to train my waves. Ain't he gave me a bowl cut, but I was catching fades. I went 15 like 15 times. Got away with 19 crimes. I'm sipping this wine, yeah. Writing raps in the trap. I was locked in. The drink made me slow, but my mind was on Mach 10. You know, really though, the homie hit me, told me hide the blinky, bro. This nigga always into some wild shit. One time he bought the Caltech, I had to tell him always shooting his videos. Ain't had the eyesight for the gunfights, but got a couple crodies I would go to Wofo. Shooters you won't find on NBA highlights. I know where the body's buried, I won't tell a song, so. Take a bullet, catch your body for the gang in them. Look the judge in the eye and off a gang in them. Since a youngin', I've been on some ride or die shit. I got secrets I'ma die with. Take a bullet, catch your body for the gang in them. 
I'ma die with. Yeah, man. Shouts to Solo. You know what I'm saying? I know he just recently lost a good brother of his. And the second verse on that, I think, is the actual brother of Doberger. Rest in peace. If I'm incorrect, excuse me. That's just the impression that I got from listening to the song and just following the camp. You know what I mean? Also, man, just a big personal shout out to Absol. Well, really to Herbert and not the album, to the, the human being who is Absol, you know? I say that because this album almost wasn't, I'm not going to say it wasn't, almost wasn't created because in the clip I'm about to play, he said the album was done when this happened, but uh, he almost wasn't here with us today. He attempted to take his life and luckily failed, but it's just, it goes to show, man, I mean, you never know, you never know with people. You could, you know, you be on top of the world and dealing with something eternally that nobody would ever know about, so, you know, definitely check on your folks, check on your strong friends, and if you know the story of Absol, he has a song on Control System called Book of Soul where he talks about a girlfriend of his that took her life. And obviously how that affected him. And I don't, he doesn't really get into, at least not in this clip, if that was the sole reason that he, you know, attempted to jump off this bridge. But I'm sure it played a part. Either way, whatever the reason was, you know, thank God he's here today. Um, and yeah, again, man, just you never know. Check on your friends, check on your family, check on your loved ones. Because you never know what people are going through. A lot of people are too proud to talk about their feelings. I mean, I fall victim to that a lot of times. But it's human nature, you know what I'm saying? Everyone's going through shit. So also it goes to say, just be kind, you know what I mean? Because you never know what the other person's going through. But let me play this clip real quick. This is Soul doing an interview with Charlemagne the God where he, you know, talks about the incident pretty much finished the album before I did what I did. I jumped off a freeway overpass, man. It was about 50 feet. Wow. I think a car broke my fall. Uh, walked from my mom's house to the, to the, to the, Delount, you know, to the bridge and, and jumped off on the freeway overpass. I, I remember, I recall like, like imagine like you're walking and you blink and then you're further and then you blink and then you're further and then you blink and then I'm, I'm on a fence and then I, but I had no, it was like, almost like, uh, dreamish, like mm -hmm. like I was dreaming. I was not in control, if you if you will. I woke up on on the ground. Oh yeah, he's still here. Mm. My first thought was, the fucking fucking idiot. I'm on the <laughs> I lost my my my. T these, <laughs> I ain't even got my. This is a flipper. My jaws, my jaws fucked up. Like I got I got a lot of work to do still. My whole leg is. I'm about I'm about. 85% on my foot. My foot is completely reconstructed. Every all the way to my pelvis, my femur, everything was affected except my knee. If my knee would have been affected, I might not be walking. No brain damage. It, it just this guy. Like that was that was all right, bro. Yeah. Now sit down and shut up. Take it all in. Like relax. You blessed, man. So yeah, again, shout out to Absol, man. Thank God he's still here. Go check out Herbert if you haven't already. Fire-ass album, man. What else can I say? 
Um, but yeah, so I pulled up the new SZA album here, SOS. And there's two songs on here. Good Days, I know I've played. I Hate You, I think I've played. And then there's this song, Shirt, that I completely forgot about. So I'm going to play this new joint, SZA Shirt. You know what I'm saying? A little R&B in the mix and me. SZA never disappoints, man. Come on, man. So make sure you check out her brand new album, S.O.S., that just dropped. You know what I mean? TDE coming strong at the end of the year. You <laughs> Also, real quick, I completely forgot. I just was scrolling by it as that song was playing. So I found this cipher of all female rappers who are either from Asia or of Asian descent. And I only heard this one chick, to be honest with you, but this chick fucking smoked this shit. She goes by Cocona, C-O-C-O-N-A. Let me pull this up because, god damn, bro, hold up. OCO and they be popping on the
So I want to say they're rapping in Japanese. Um, don't quote me on that. I do not know a single goddamn Asian language. So, you know. Um, but yeah, they fucking smoke that shit, man. So the first girl is Kokona. The second one goes by Maya. M-A-Y-A. The third one goes by Harvey. And the fourth one goes by Jurin. G-U-R-I-N. But yeah. Shout out to those fucking women, man. They're fucking doing the damn thing, man. We also got a new Mickey Fax album. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, or the album release listening party that my brother P. Butter put together. You know what I'm saying? That was what? Last weekend? So Mickey is doing a string of album release listening parties slash concerts and he kicked off the little run promo run in orlando with your boy p butter man so p butter and idf came together to put together the mickey facts album release listening concert so it was playing new joints they did like interviews they had other local artists opening for them dope ass food out there dope ass venue just good vibes um so yeah it was dope so literally not only is this man killing hip-hop in a good way i don't mean (laughs) not only is he killing it in hip-hop let me say you know i mean every freestyle you see this dude fucking smokes it if you use youtube mickey facts and especially if it's a freestyle video from a radio station click on that shit and prepare to be wowed all right but um yeah we were just chilling with mickey last weekend man you know what i'm saying Mob ties out here, man. You know what I mean? But yeah, real recognize real. Gotta support the real as well. But yeah, Mickey Fax and Ayo Shamir just dropped a new album called It's Only Us Here. Um, Real hip-hop shit. I know I've talked about Mickey on here before. Definitely a hip-hop head type artist. You know what I'm saying? About lyricism. My kind of shit. Sample-based beats and all that good stuff. So I'm going to play this song 2022 off the new Mickey Fax album. It's Mickey. What I'm going to do without you. Yo, Carvo, I did a record called 2020. We used that same sample. This joint we're going to call 2022. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me talk my shit real quick. Talent just to see the future. So imagine the talent if you can see it sooner. I beat the rumors and my evil doers keep it cooler than the breeze blowing through my window when I reach Aruba. We maneuver on illegal scooters. Started a workforce so I can teach the tutors how to reach the students. But I handle it comfortably. I managed my feelings starting a management company. American gladiator, I'm tackling subtleties. And any hater thinking about standing in front of me, I'm better grimy. Check my psyche, I'm already mighty. My plans are never tiny. Hip-hop's version of Kevin Feige. Listen, Carver, we just, we just getting warmed up. You know what I'm saying? Like, just getting started, baby. Let's turn it up a little. I'm battling answers and phone calls from people who didn't answer mine. If I could make money with them, I think it's actually fine. But if they waste half the time of this mastermind, then I gotta stand away from cats I couldn't stand behind. I ran behind people I used to stand beside. I was sadly blind, trapped inside the chance of mine. July, baby, was I that benign? 
I really can't decide. I strategize to be satisfied. My documents are classified. Check the data room. Down south, making capital. Shout out the Baton Rouge. I had copyrights and trademarks back in June. Waiting on this investment, I hope it happens soon. Looking from a bird's eye, 10 o'clock dinners making stir fry. Kinda where I work by. Stephen Strange screaming at the game with my third eye. Seeing pain leaving every lane with my turbines. But why don't it curve fines? <laughs> I'm on the floor running. Yeah, man, make sure you check that out. Mickey Fax and Ayo Shamir. It's only us here, you she, she, she. We also got a posthumous Young Dolph album. Rest in peace to Young Dolph. I believe we discussed when he passed away last year. But his camp is keeping him going. I'm sure he recorded a bunch of songs. A lot of these artists, when they pass, they always have unreleased material. So... Young Dolph has a posthumous album called Paper Route Frank that literally just dropped. And it's, I mean, it's 13 songs. He's got good features on here, too. 2 Chains, Key Glock, Gucci Mane. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was super dope, man. Shouts to Dolph. The Afterlife, rest in peace. I'm going to go ahead and play That's How, Young Dolph and Key Glock off of Paper Route Frank. You heard? Thing that she do with her throat. Hey. Greatest of all time, call that bitch the goat. Hey. Getting richer and richer. Why with my niggas smoking on Skittles? Uh. Neighborhood dealer, yeah, yeah. Fuck nigga killer, yeah, yeah. Bad bitch killer, take her to the mile, spend cash with her. Yeah, yeah. Met her in October. Hey, what's your name? Blocked her in November. Hey, block that bitch. Don't call me no more, bitch. I recruited all new hoes in December. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fiend for this crew, little nigga. Yeah, yeah. Knock him back, by any means, little nigga. Cut a nigga off in a heartbeat. Too many niggas done cross me. Everything I know, the streets taught me. Everything I catch, the streets brought me. Nah, I can never, ever, ever chase a bitch. Cause I'm too busy chasing these millions. Too much Rest in peace, young Dolph. It's Dolph! And last but not least, Young Drizzy and 21 Savage just dropped a joint project. But to be honest, I'm not going to play it on here because there's too much shit to talk about and I don't want to. It's my podcast, so. (laughs) But yeah, check that out if you like Drake and 21 Savage. New joint album, you know what I mean? Um, I know they did have some good album rollouts. They kind of did like a bunch of trolling album rollouts, making fun of the quote-unquote traditional um, path or, you know, rollout plan that a lot of these label artists do. You know, they did like a fake Howard Stern interview. They did a bunch of um, kind of parody shits to to promote their album, which obviously like, 
Drake and 21 Savage are two of the biggest artists in the world in hip hop, so they probably don't even need to fucking promote their album, but I think it was more obviously to promote and market, but I kind of think it was more just to get some fucking shits and giggles off, you know what I mean? Just to, they're all comedic, so they're all funny. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was cool. And with that, we will roll right into music news here. Big shout out to Snoop D-O-double-G, man. I feel like we've talked about on here. Snoop has to have the most diversified portfolio out of any hip-hop artist, I feel like. This dude is fucking everywhere. So his most recent endeavor, well, two of his most recent endeavors, actually, I saw he's making pet bowls, like little doggy bowls, which makes sense. Snoop Doggy Dog. But he also, he's getting, basically he's the hip-hop Mr. Rogers. He's getting into like the kids, not kids' children's books, but kids' songs and music. And I know he's got grandkids and stuff like that, so it kind of makes sense, you know what I mean? But I just thought this was fucking dope. Um, let me pull up this little clip real quick of one of Snoop's, I don't know what you would call it, like a fucking, I don't know, little kid rhymes, little kid music, but it's, I feel like when you say it like that, it sounds weird, but I promise it's not weird. It's wholesome, actually, you know, stuff you'd see on cartoons on like kid channels. What's that shit? Lululemon? I don't know. I don't have kids. <laughs> Affirmations are positive statements that help us to challenge and overcome when you're not feeling good and have negative thoughts. So repeat after me. Come on, everyone. There is no one better to be than myself. There is no one better to be than myself. Today is going to be an amazing day. Today is going to be an amazing day. Now we know some new affirmations that we can choose and learn to say. So next time you need a little inspiration to help you have more of a positive day. Affirmations. Affirmations. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was dope, man. I guess they have it listed here as affirmation songs and nursery rhymes, which I guess makes sense. But when I think nursery rhymes, I'm thinking like a young, young kid, you know, still in the fucking crib and all that, that needs to be sung to sleep. These were like at least five, six-year-old kids that were dancing around with the little mascot fox or dog. I guess it was a dog for Snoop. Um, but, yeah, either way, man, I thought that was dope. Shout out to Snoop, man. Thinking outside the box, you know what I mean? He saw Lane, said, hey, man, there's not much kid-friendly rap out here. You know what I'm saying? Let me go ahead and handle that. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to Snoop D-O-double-G, man. Oh, shit. I got it, man. Kid hop, man. You know what I mean? Snoop literally just invented a new genre of fucking music. Kid hop out here. There's kids bopping kid hop, you heard? I also saw that, I know we talked about the whole Kanye going on Drink Champs and that stirring up the pot and everything. Apparently, since that episode, they now put a disclaimer right before the show starts kind of like hey man you know the guests on here are free to express themselves the way they are they don't necessarily represent the opinions of drink champs so it's interesting um yeah i guess it's just interesting they had to kind of change that model there i also saw this article that i thought was very peculiar um i think we've established kanye 
you know, suffers from mental illness. So obviously prayers for him. Hopefully he can cope or whatever he needs to do. But if you guys have not heard, since the whole debacle on Drink Champs, he has basically been dropped by Adidas and Yeezy. Or he's been a drop he's been dropped by Adidas. He owns Yeezy, I guess, so but Adidas said we're done with this dude. Like the shoes sell great, but fuck that. So essentially I saw a tidbit that said in the month since Adidas severed ties with Kanye West amid a hail of hate speech, more than two dozen former Yeezy and Adidas staffers have described to Rolling Stone an abusive office culture that left many of them fearing for their livelihoods. Behind the scenes, this celebrity boss did more than test the boundaries of professionalism. Former Yeezy and Adidas staffers and creative collaborators claim that he played pornography to Yeezy staff in meetings, discussed porn, and showed an intimate photo of Kim Kardashian in job interviews. And then an excerpt from the article says, West transplanted Yeezy from Nike to Adidas in late 2013. A few months later, he invited a rising creative whom he'd only met once over the phone to his Tulum, Mexico-inspired home in Hollywood Hills. The creative was excited about a potential collaboration and recalls West within minutes of stepping into the living room, beckoning them to check out his laptop. Instead of anything resembling work, however, the collaborator claims West had hardcore pornography on the screen. He showed me the video of Francesca Lee, a buff porn star with a strap-on dildo fucking another girl in the ass. He's like, what do you think of it? Not laughing at all. Two other creatives, including one associated with Yeezy's early years, claim West had also shown them pornographic videos, including homemade sex tapes of West engaging in sexual activities with women. So, yeah, man, I mean, again, I think it's established that everything upstairs may not be cool with Kanye, but I just thought that was kind of nuts. I mean, no pun intended, you know what I'm saying? But also, if I know we talked about the Genius documentary on Netflix. There is, I want to say it's the first episode because I remember he's still young. But they're kind of walking around the streets of Chicago or they might have been in New York even. And, you know, he's talking to the camera, kind of just doing his thing behind the scenes shit. And they literally stop at a magazine stand and he's like, all right, man, turn off the camera like, I got to get some shit. I got a problem and gets like a bunch of porno mags. So I don't know, man. I thought it was interesting. Obviously, if that is true, you know, hopefully those coworkers and creatives and collaborators aren't scarred from that. I think everyone has probably seen porn at some point in their life. But to to be forced to watch porn by your supervisor at work or your boss or whatever, like that's definitely creepy as fuck. And weird as fuck, you know what I mean? That should not be in a professional work environment, even if it is a quote-unquote creative, artsy environment. That's just kind of like, push the envelope a little too much, you know what I mean? But yeah, I thought that was super interesting. Um, and Yeah, so again, I mean, prayers and, you know, wishing the best to everyone involved, including Kanye, hopefully 
he realizes what he's been doing is not right, you know what I'm saying, is not the right way to move or operate, especially in a professional environment, but that's neither here nor there. It's also nuts because the article goes on to say that a lot of these higher-ups in Adidas apparently were aware of this stuff for the time that he was still with Adidas, and they kind of shrugged it off as, you know, well, Kanye will be Kanye. So obviously he's in the wrong for doing this stuff, but at what point is Adidas also responsible for essentially allowing this stuff to continue? You know what I mean? I'm assuming they just knew he was generating so much money and the public hadn't known yet, so they're like, fuck it, we'll sweep it under the rug. But yeah, as a like the CEO of Adidas, if you know that Kanye is showing porn at his fucking creative control meetings or whatever, like allegedly he was kind of not threatening per se, but just saying very suggestive sexual things to women to try to like almost force them to do what he wanted. So I guess it is a threat, a verbal threat in a way. But either way, yeah, like Adidas has to be held responsible as well. Granted, they cut ties fucking, what, seven, eight years later. So God only knows what went on in that time. But I thought that was interesting too, man. Like what the fuck is going on here? She, she. And, I mean, he, if you read the article, he was also talking about anytime they're in a, a creative meeting trying to come up with design ideas for the Yeezys and stuff, apparently numerous times he would say, I want, to f- I want this shoe to look so good that I want to fuck it. Like, I want to fuck this shoe. So if you have Yeezys, he might have fucked your shoe, man. <laughs> what, 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 what the fuck is this I'm just fucking around, but he really did say that shit. So, yeah, man. I don't have any Yeezys. I'm definitely not getting any anytime soon or ever. You know what I'm saying? Um, And it's just crazy because some of the best artists are nuts. You know what I'm saying? I was just watching some TV show and they were referencing Edgar Allan Poe. And we kind of revere his play and his his pen, right? But allegedly back in his time, he was like one of the fucking craziest people around. So I don't know. Again, I'm I'm not saying showing porn to... Anyone is a good thing, male, female, in the workplace, out of the workplace, you know what I mean? People watch porn on their own time, Kanye, fucking just leave that shit alone, B. You know what I'm saying? But also, I did see, I think we talked about um, when Kendrick had first gone on tour, he dropped the Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers album and was taking the tour worldwide, which, from everyone I know who went, said it was one of the dopest shows they ever saw, and then on top of that... They filmed the Paris show, I guess, and it's now streaming on Amazon Prime. So if you're like me and you couldn't make it to the show, you can check it out on Amazon. Um, yeah, man, I thought that was fucking dope. So, you know what I'm saying? But what else do we got? That might have been it for music, I think. The rest of it was kind of just like worldly news. Um, Art Basel just happened down in Miami. If... Even if you're not from Florida, you know, if you're into artsy stuff, you probably heard of that Art Basel every year. They do it. They do it like 20 years now, I think. But um, I still have yet to go. I'd definitely be down, but I guess, I don't know, just never got around to it. But I saw one exhibit that I thought was interesting. There was an ATM within an art gallery, right, and you would use it and when you would use it, it would take your photo and pu- literally it had like a digital screen where it would show 
basically past transactions. Anyone who had used it, it shows their picture. And it didn't show the transaction, but it shows how much money you have in your bank account. Which I thought was like, that. I would feel like that would be illegal, but apparently not. Um, there was one dude who had like $2 million, and then there's a couple people with like $13, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, all sorts of walks of life, and so walks of wallets out here, motherfucking R. Basil, you know what I'm saying? She, she, she. I also recommend checking out Down to Earth. Uh, I guess it's Down to Earth 2. I know I talked about it way back when on one of the episodes. It's with Zach Efron and uh, what's his name? Darren Olean. It's, I know I talked about the first season. They just did the second season that I guess they shot during the pandemic. So they were essentially stuck in Australia. But Australia is such a big continent slash country. And it has so much different wildlife to offer that they, you know, they got plenty of fucking content. So they made a whole season out of it, which I thought was dope. But definitely recommend checking that out. You know what I mean? It's on if you like uh, Discovery Channel, you know, it's a lot about, like, sustainability. Kind of pe- the people of Australia are very much, like, environmentally conscious. You know what I'm saying? Use the land to our benefit, but also not to a point where it's so detrimental to the land. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's more of a mutual relationship over there than we have here in America, I feel like. So I thought it was real interesting, man. Check that out on Netflix. Also, a big shout out to George Lopez, man. You probably know who George Lopez is unless you've been living under a fucking rock for the past 20 years. It says, George Lopez joins DC and Warner Bros. Blue Beetle, first superhero movie starring a Latino character. So I don't know if he himself is the Blue Beetle or is the superhero of this movie or if he's like maybe the uncle type shit like, you know, Spider-Man and Uncle Ben. Um, But it sounds like this Blue Beetle movie is going to be the first superhero movie starring a Latino character. So, gotta give it up, man. You know what I mean? As I've said on here before, like I'm not super tapped into the whole superhero world, uh, Marvel, DC, any of that stuff. But, Obviously, that's dope. You know what I mean? Kicking down doors, breaking boundaries out here, man. I thought that was fire. So, shouts out to George Lopez, man. And then, <laughs> this really doesn't have anything to do with anything. But, uh, I saw the this comedian, Bo Burnham, gave a very interesting talk or like comment on this show. I wanted to pull it up real quick. He's essentially talking about how these big companies, especially tech, are like, they're, the big commodity is your time, you know what I mean? Ironically, I saw this on Twitter. Um, hang on one second, let me pull this up. They're coming for every second of your life. That, that's what these companies are coming to, this company as well. And it's not because anyone is bad. It's not because anyone in this company has evil plans or is trying to do this. They're not even doing it consciously. It's because these companies like Twitter and uh, YouTube and Instagram, everything, they went public and they went to shareholders. So they have to grow. Their entire models are based off of growth. They cannot stay stagnant. YouTube, uh, Twitter 
grossed four or five billion dollars last year. It is in the red. It is unprofitable. It has to get more of you. No matter how nice it's trying to be, it is all that they're trying to get more engagement from you. We, the, we used to colonize land. That was the thing you could expand into. And that's where money was to be made. We colonized the entire earth. There was no other place for the businesses and capitalism to expand into. And then they realized human attention. That we can now, they are now trying to colonize every minute of your life. That is what these people are trying to do. Every single free moment you have is a moment you could be looking at your phone and they could be gathering information to target ads at you. That, that's what's happening. So like as much as we can you know, as, have really good conversations and try to humanize uh, the conversations, the like, mechanism of the business is, is rolling towards that just because of the market. So like, it, it's coming. It, it's coming for every free second you have. Um, and that's dark. That's really, really dark and scary. Yeah, again, really kind of came out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying, pulled out when I left field, but I just thought it was an interesting perspective on this internet era that we currently live in. I feel like we talk about that on here more times than not, you know what I mean, but she. She, she, she. And just before we move on here, um, you know, we got to do it. This is the unfortunate part of the show, but we got quite a few RIPs to deliver today. We have drummer D.H. Peligro passed away. I'm not going to get too into detail on these only because there's so many, unfortunately. But yeah, drummer D.H. Peligro, rest in peace, was most known for playing drums with Lockup, The Feeders, The Red Hot Chili Peppers, and The Dead Kennedys. So yeah, man, rest in peace. Takeoff, rapper from the Migos, rest in peace, way too young, gone way too young, didn't even hit 30 yet. Uh, and speaking of young, Jesus Christ. Um, Nigerian artist, Davido, apparently his three-year-old son recently drowned in a pool. They were at a barbecue or something. Again, I don't want to get too deep into these because we're already going to get fucking depressed. And sad because all of this is super unfortunate news, obviously. Actor Jason David Frank, rest in peace, best known for the, was it the Green Ranger? The White Ranger? He was one of the the key and original Power Ranger characters on the TV show. So rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Kirstie Alley, actress, um... I remember her from a lot of kids' movies when I was a kid in the 90s. I don't know what she's been working on lately, but I definitely recognized her and remember her from quite a bit of movies, so rest in peace to Kirstie Alley. And then last but not least, rest in peace to DJ and dancer Twitch. Steven Twitch Boss. Uh, I know the entertainment industry kind of hit them super hard, you know. But rest in peace to all these folks, man. Moment of silence before we play the happy song here on the K-Podcast. And I know it's been a while since we played it, which actually might be a good thing, you know. Um, these RIP segments are it's obviously not easy. I didn't know these people personally, but any human being leaving the earth, whether it was intentional, it was their time, it was an accident, it was... An act of God, you know what I mean? Like, 
no death is a good death, obviously. So rest in peace to all those folks, man. And with that being said, we got T.O.P. adjacent, the Gordon Goodwins, big fat band. It's been a minute, man. One, two, T.O.P. hit. Hopefully, that turned that frown upside down, you know what I mean? But I guess we'll get into sports next, man. Huge. A little morning. Big shout out to not only the Astros for beating my Phillies in the World Series. Go fuck yourself. Fuck out of <laughs> I'm just kidding. Shout out to the Houston Astros, but also gigantic fucking enormous gargantuan shout out to Argentina and Messi, bro. The World Cup final was just the other day, and Argentina was able to squeak it out against France in the PKs. Messi finally crowned the GOAT. I believe that was the last thing he was waiting for was just a World Cup champion, championship. Um, I know, I believe at least he's done fairly well or significantly well with Barcelona um, on his club team. Again, I don't watch soccer or football too much, but you know, man, every four years you get the World Cup coming around, you gotta, I mean... If you can't get out of it, get into it, man. <laughs> Some new little quote that I picked up. Rocking with that shit, man. But yeah, not only shout out to Argentina and Messi, also shout out to Morocco. Obviously, they did not win, but they became the first African World Cup semifinalist in history. So I thought that was a fucking monumental feat. You know what I mean? Africa is such a huge continent. That's crazy that Morocco in 2022 was the first African team to make it to the semifinals. I thought that was kind of nuts, but shouts to them. Again, shout out to Argentina, man. You know what I'm saying? Took it home, man. And honestly, not 
Not even just shout out to Argentina. Obviously, congratulations to them. Felicidades for winning the cup. The chip, man. Winning the championship, man. But shout out to all the players who participated in the FIFA World Cup, man. Because I know multiple countries slash teams and players participated in what I'm about to read. But they're basically... FIFA is on some hater shit. I don't know if it was FIFA or if it was Qatar, the country that it was held in. But this photo of a bunch of players with their hands over their mouths, the caption reads, Members of the German national team cover their mouths as a protest to FIFA's ban on the One Love armband. Team captain Manuel Neuer, N-E-U-E-R, sorry, whose armband was checked before the game, was one of seven team captains at the World Cup told that wearing an armband specifically for LGBTQ rights would result in a yellow card. So yeah, apparently FIFA or Qatar's on some hater shit and didn't want them wearing these armbands basically to represent human rights and one love, like whatever. A lot of them said, fuck you, and they still wore it. And got yellow cards or whatever. So, I mean, I just thought that was dope, man. Stick it to the system, man. Fuck the man I you know what I'm saying? Fuck out Also, big shout out to Olivia Pachardo. So, Brown University's Olivia Pachardo became the first female NCAA D1 baseball player. Not softball, not wiffle ball, you know what I mean? She's out here playing baseball. And to be honest with you, now that I'm I I saved this to talk about, but I hadn't really thought about it in depth, I guess. I don't know. Are there women baseball leagues? Or is it just softball? I never really thought about that. But yeah, man, big shout out to Olivia Pachardo. I don't know if she's fucking kicking men's asses in baseball or if they do have a women's league, but either way, man, she's the first official D1 athlete. So shout out to her, shout out to Brown University. Thought that was super dope. And lastly, big shout out to Tyshawn Jones, winning Sodi, Skater of the Year, Rasher Magazine, if you know, you know. So big shout out to Tyshawn. Uh, I think that was it for sports. Well, sort of on sports, we got an update with the Brittany Griner. It's more like a humanitarian kind of topic, but... She is an athlete, so um, this article that I saw, it said, For the past year and a half, an American citizen has been languishing in a series of Russian prisons, serving a lengthy sentence for attempting to enter the country with a small quantity of medical marijuana. But that American is not Brittany Griner. That prisoner's name is Mark Fogel, and unlike Griner, who returned to the United States this week after the Biden administration secured her release in a high-profile prisoner swap, Fogel's prospects for getting home remain far from certain. Fogel's case bears a striking similarity to Griner's, which has captured national headlines since the WNBA star was detained in Russia in February 2022. Like Griner, Fogel, a 61-year-old history teacher from Pennsylvania who lived in Russia while teaching at a school in Moscow, was taken into custody by Russian authorities in August 2021 after customs officials at a Russian airport discovered around 
half an ounce of medical marijuana stashed in his luggage. The drugs had been prescribed to him by doctors in the U.S. to help treat chronic pain stemming from a series of injuries and operations, but Fogel's reasons didn't matter. Ten months later, a Russian court convicted him of drug trafficking charges and sentenced him to 14 years in prison. In October, Fogel was transferred from a Moscow detention center to one of Russia's notorious penal colonies, where he slated to serve the remainder of his sentence. In May, the State Department determined that Greiner was being quote-unquote wrongfully detained, a designation that established the legal basis for her release this week on a one-for-one prisoner exchange for Russian arms dealer Victor Bout. Fogel, by contrast, has garnered little public attention. The State Department has not granted him quote-unquote wrongfully detained status, despite repeated appeals from a bipartisan group of lawmakers and Fogel's lawyers. In the media, Fogel's detention has been overshadowed by the coverage of Greiner and Paul Wellen, an American businessman and former Marine who was held in Russia since 2018 on espionage charges. So yeah, I mean, definitely congratulations to Brittany Greiner for making it back home, and shout out to the Biden administration for... You know what I mean? Kind of alley-ooping that. But it is interesting how this dude, maybe it's because it's like flour and it was a half ounce instead of a cart or two carts, whatever Brittany had. Um, But yeah, I mean, either way, I think we Americans know all these weed charges are bullshit. Unless you have pounds on pounds, like you're not trafficking fucking weed. You're just trying to enjoy some weed, man. A plant. But in countries like Russia, you know what I mean? Like, I've never been. I don't know if I would ever go unless, you know, I got paid to go there or some shit. But, you know, no shade. Just from what I've heard, it's not a pleasant or, like, comfortable place. It's cold, allegedly, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just hearsay. It's just what I hear. But, again, be careful. (laughs) Be careful out there. I mean, speaking of being careful... um, Apparently, the fourth crypto billionaire was found dead near a beach in San Juan, Puerto Rico. I've been seeing a couple stories lately. A lot of these people who made a lot of money last year and the year before off the crypto craze um, are just like mysteriously dying, you know, which is eerie to say the least. Um, That's all I'll say about that. You know what I mean? I value my life, but... You know, who doesn't value life is whoever's running Iran. I'm not smart enough to know how the government works in Iran, but we've been hearing all this stuff about them denying basic human rights to women, and I've been seeing a lot of people being sentenced to death just for, like, protesting or speaking their mind you know, these are men too, you know what I mean? This one that I saw, I took a photo of it. It says, this is Mosen Shikari. Mosen Shikari. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. It's M-O-H-S-E-N-S-H-E-K-A-R-I. Again, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. This is Mosen Shikari, a 23-year-old who was arrested for blocking a street in Tehran during a protest. The Islamic Republic executed him by hanging this morning. And I had screenshotted that on December 10th. 
So like in December of 2022, there are countries in the world who are killing people for speaking their mind, for just talking or protesting, which, I mean, here in America, we have the right to do and may take that for granted. But we forget that other people around the world don't live in places that operate by the same rules that we do. So they're literally hanging kids, bro. I mean, you're 23 years old. You haven't even lived your life yet. You're kind of still figuring it out. Um, and they're hanging them. Like, I don't... I don't even know what to say about that, really. Besides, it's fucking disgusting, you know? But kind of hearkening back to the FIFA thing, one of the other, there was a... A actual protester, more or less, you know, not the players wearing the armbands, but one of the fans ran onto the field, rushed the field, which is obviously illegal. And he had a shirt. The front, one of the sides said, uh, damn, let me find this shit. Hang on one second. So, yeah, this fan rushed the field with a rainbow flag in his hand and a Superman shirt, you know, pro LGBTQ. But then on the front of the shirt, it said, Save Ukraine. And what did the back say? It said something about Iran, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so the article says, Along with the rainbow flag, the man was wearing a Superman shirt that read, Save Ukraine on the front and respect for Iranian women on the back. So, yeah, man. Shout out to that dude. What's his name? I'm sure it says it in here. Uh... Damn, it doesn't say his name. It just keeps saying the fan. But shout out to that guy. Fucking legend out here, man. But yeah, I think that might have been all. I did see that there was a quote-unquote accidental bomb launched over Poland. So this was last month in November. But the article says a missile from the war between Russia and Ukraine landed in Poland and killed two people. NATO and the president of Poland said Wednesday... The strike was accidental, and they said Ukrainian forces likely launched the missile. The army was using its anti-missile defense systems against a major Russian air attack at the time Poland was hit. It is highly probable that one of these missiles unfortunately fell on Polish territory, said Polish President Andrzej Duda. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, to suggest that it was an intentional attack on Poland. NATO leader Jens or Jens Stoltenberg agreed saying it was not quote unquote the result of a deliberate attack. But still, I mean, how do you fucking accidentally launch a missile on Poland? I don't know if they launched it somewhere else and like it didn't make it to their destination and kind of landed in Poland. I don't know the fucking science behind rockets or missiles, you know what I mean? Besides that shit you do in science class in fucking second grade or whatever, third grade, for whatever it was. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was crazy. I mean, again, save Ukraine. Prayers to everybody over there involved, including Poland. I didn't realize, you know, they were getting, catching strays, literally. But yeah, prayers and positivity to everybody involved over there, man. Um, I think that was all that we had for this episode 84 of the K motherfucking podcast. Let me run through these things and double check here. Um, yeah, that was it, man. So, you know the vibes, man. Stay safe, stay smart, stay sexy, and stay motherfucking tuned.
Got some good guests lined up, so keep your eyes and ears peeled, man. Trying to get this shit together. I might have to update my mic and interface situation soon, potentially the camera situation as well. But, you know, growth is all part of the process. If you want to evolve, man. You know what I mean? I ain't got much else to say to you out here, man. But until next time, man, one love. We'll see you motherfuckers in the afterlife. Also, happy holidays to everybody, no matter what you celebrate, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. I don't, can't remember if I said it at the beginning, but fuck it, man. Happy holidays again. Happy fucking New Year. You know what I mean? Take care of yourself. Stay healthy out there. And fuck out of here, man. Fuck out of <laughs> Much love. What the fuck is this piece of shit?